movies and musicals. The Guild's Gift Shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany. Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you are listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories. Let's tune our imaginations together I want to tell you today, our theme is collaboration, and I am excited to find out what wonders will unfold for this artistic collaboration. This is a poetry and art collaboration. So I turn to one of my first inspirations in writing, Natalie Goldberg. She has a collection called Top of My Lungs, Poems and Paintings. She claims poetry saved her life. She writes, before poetry, I was lost. Now loss had a smell, a color, a texture. A fast train could split its side. I held lost childhood, lost shoe, lost moment. They belonged to me, and I was found. And now I'm going to read a selection from her collection. This is the uh, poem, Top of My Lungs. And it's paired with a picture that she painted called City Moon from 1998. Top of My Lungs. Even though I am unhappy, I come home singing at the top of my lungs, shovel off the new snow and shove shove it on the old, open, the useless screen porch and take off my big boots. There are fried eggs, yellow as pearls, the old bed I dive into like a warm whale, the phone ringing, that duck on the wall, and even though I am unhappy, I sleep with a piece of flying angels, and even though I am sad, my wallet's empty. I buy the best soap, and even though my heart is hurting, out of sure will, I come home singing with the last night wind, and the first morning star, and the canary, and the summer that was killed below our house. I walk down to the Rainbow Cafe, call my Catholic friend Mary to come, have a drink and eat a turkey sandwich. The down coat I wear all winter still has the goose feathers from a hundred flying birds. They let us smoke at our small table. Mary will always meet me here. They fill our glasses with the most sparkling water for free, and the cold moon rises over the marquee of the Suburban World Theatre. So even though I am unhappy, I throw back my old goat throat and sing slowly, Oh, my darling Clementine, by the beautiful lake in Minnesota, as the pressure of black night cold moves in on us from all ten directions, I sing to the moon above the lake, You are lost and gone forever, calling the pure beast of loneliness down from the sky, with the old American song haunting city lights, Dreadful sorry, Clementine, and though the very earth has swelled up like an elephant with pain, I stand on its back, singing, in this sad universe, where one lover leaves another for all time, and nothing to say with your feet on the ground. That was Top of My Lungs by Natalie Goldberg, and I just, I love that. I looked at so many poems, I wasn't sure what to, to um 
have on the show for today, but that one really jumped out at me, and I thought it was a great way for us to introduce the topic. And art and poetry and writing are essential to my life, and I dare say to your life and to life everywhere. This is our understanding, our connections, our passions put forth to share. We are here to engage in creating and connect our understandings. The last line of my teaching philosophy is collaboration fuels the process passion. I almost said process because I think it does that too, but collaboration fuels the passion. And I believe that creation is an exchange. We need partnership to proceed with the creative process. That pairing matches your mind with your tools, catches your imagination as it races through some of the possibilities, guides you to listen and experience the world around you to better understand nature and humanity. Most importantly, the collaboration of creativity shows us that we are not alone in this journey. Sometimes that collaboration comes from being together in the classroom, engaging with a creativity group, seeking the advice of a mentor. There are so many ways to seek engagement to fuel your process. This is a step I want to encourage you to pursue this week. Find an ally, try a new way of partnering, engage with your imagination spirit, seek ideas from nature and your surroundings. You are never alone in the world. And know this too, this world is waiting for your creative endeavors to unfold. So today in the Arts Any Radio studio, I welcome from 50 North Program Coordinator, Michelle Brandt. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Thank you. And also writer and performer, Marie Gary. There were so many titles I could have given you, but I gave you those two for today. <laughs> so welcome, Marie. And art Thank teacher, you. Kate Douglas. Welcome to Arts Annie Radio. I think this is your first visit to the show for you, both you and Michelle. Or Michelle, you were here or once earlier. Someone once. Well, welcome to the studio today. I'm excited to have you here on the show. We're going to be promoting Echoes and Shadows Poetry and Art Collaboration Event at 50 North. You can get all those details 50north.org, and this is happening right now. We'll talk a little bit more about the details of how to participate, but it's a really fun exercise and and exciting opportunity at 50 North. I'm going to um, give a quote. This is from the Northfield Interim Copolos of Northfield, otherwise the Co-Poets Laureate, Doug Green and Becky Bowling. It's a quote from their November 2023 Northfield Poetry Newsletter, and it says, Poetry is an echo asking a shadow to dance. And that's from Carl Sandburg. And or is, yeah, and I, were you going to guess? <laughs> no, no, I, that's where I got it. From. Oh, you were the one that sent it to them. Well, yes, I know how to read. Well, no, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. I just, I, I, that's where I first saw it. So oh. I'm glad you said something. They were copying from the, um, so the promotional materials that you sent out about this. Well, I taught a class for the elder collegium in the fall. Uh, about poet for poetry appreciation, and it was an the line the the title was the line from Sandberg, uh, an echo asking a shadow to dance, which is such a great isn't that wonderful? I mean, yeah. it's just so full of um, so many possibilities and uh, gives you a new sort of philosophy, right? It's mm-hmm. just a really beautiful beautiful thing. So, sorry about it. I didn't give the quite uh, the right credit, but I do appreciate our Copolos who are always promoting poetry in our community and doing wonderful oh, work. They are amazing. Absolutely. Uh, although they would probably want me to say interim because <laughs> they're holding the position uh, while uh, Rob Hardy is out of the country. 
and uh, but I'm just so so inspired by them. This is a program where artists and photographers create artwork or photos inspired by a poem that has been submitted. So we'll talk about those details in a little bit. I thought first I'd have each of you tell us a little bit about your um, experiences with 50 North and your connections to 50 North and kind of introduce yourselves to our listeners. Do you want to start, Marie? Um, well, 50 North has been part of my life ever since it appeared. Uh, uh, in the, when, when the Community Action start, Center started, it started in the Yellow House behind the first UCC church. I didn't know that. And Mary Wood was one of the women. There were, there were about seven women in Northfield who said, we've got to do something. And Mary Wood was tell, tells the story about how her office was on the second floor of that, of that house. And the first floor was a daycare. And to get to her office in the afternoon, she tiptoed around sleeping bodies. And then it moved to what used to be the First Moravian Church, and everything was there. The senior center, the food shelf, the clothes closet, and the garage was the beginning of the used of it. I did wow, this is great history. <laughs> and 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 then the big building was built. Mm-hmm. And so the senior center is like south of the Mason Dixon line, fifty north. And the uh <laughs> the community action center is north of the Mason Dixon line, and the Mason Dixon line is this called the link which is the coldest area of the building <laughs> but um it is what 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 i like about it is it is it is it has been it's not only for it's not only for people of a certain age it is that that whole collection of what what you call the collection collaboration which was a wonderful poetic way to put it, um, is the 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 collaboration between the community action center, the daycares that are there now, uh, the senior center, um, and the Spring Creek School school. What is that right? Do you mean the elementary school that's across the road? Yes. Yeah, which That's is a Bridgewater. nice Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah, nice. I got my I got my my waters mixed up. Um where the fourth graders bring over books once a week and read with the I'll have Michelle tell about this before I screw it up anymore. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot happening at that uh, 50 North. And so to hear from you about the beginnings of that is really exciting. And it's a great asset in our community. And again, as I mentioned, people can go to 50north.org if they want more details about what's happening. So you've been connected to it for a whole lot of years. And it's a thrill to. And don't call me an old lady. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome again to Art Saney Radio. And Michelle, you are the program coordinator mm-hmm. at, at 50 North, so that keeps you on your toes. It sure does. It's I'm still learning. I've been there a year and a half, so I count on people like Marie and Kate as my mentors, and they're wonderful to me, and they give me ideas and, and help me um, process things. And uh, yesterday, both of these women were helping me hang a gallery show and I, it was a lot of fun. And um, so uh, Kate is actually one of the artists in that show. So I'll let her tell her story about that. But mm-hmm. um, so um, 
uh, going back to what Marie was saying about reading with the kids from Bridgewater, it's actually fifth graders, and it's um, the second Wednesday of every month from 2 to 2.30, and the kids come to 50 North, and there's 50 of them that come, and um, so we are looking for more volunteers to to read with them. Actually, they read to us. We listen, and um, it's fun for everybody. I can imagine yeah. having a partner like that. That's another good collaboration it example yeah. of having somebody who's an active listener and excited to hear you and can help you out if you get stumble a little bit. And I bet it's inspiring mm-hmm. for everybody. What a great program. And if someone's interested in volunteering, how do they just get in touch with yeah, they could get in touch with me. At at 50 mm-hmm. North. Yes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's it's wonderful to have you. There's a lot going on. We'll, we'll talk a little more about that. But let's uh, introduce Kate. Tell us a little bit about your connections to 50 North and a okay. little bit of your story. And both of these people, for me, too, have been very instrumental in my um, process of living in Northfield and reworking in Northfield. Um I started teaching art to all of Northfield, literally everyone except the high school, and eventually I taught at the high school, not two, but instead of for a while. And that led me to um, become interested in, um, to be interested in, um, You were teaching at the uh, high when school? When did you go to St. Kate's? I went to St. Kate's. I I started, because of the secondary school situation, I thought, this is fun because I don't have 450 kids a day. And I, I really did have a lot of students. When mm-hmm. I think five people replaced me in the years that I Oh, my goodness. I had left, yeah. Um, and then, so I got a job at St. Kate's, and my job there was to... Um, it was kind of funny because I was interviewed and they forgot to tell me that I was being interviewed for the whole um, uh, Colleges of the Twin City, AC something, Mm. Associated Colleges of the Twin City. And so I taught all the art education and some art for (coughs) some classes. And um, then people from Augsburg, I'm not going to remember all these, Augsburg and... and, um, Hamlin and McAllister and so on and so forth. They, um, I, the students came to me, so I had the whole art stuff for teachers um, at St. Kate's. So how did you move from there to back well, I to... I went on a trip to Italy with my family, and it was something I would have never uh, not done and, and was offered in my life. So I went to Italy, and... Um, I got a call from, I mean, a, a letter or call, I don't know which, from my landlady for the place I lived in for quite a few years. And um, she asked if I could move out because <laughs> um, her daughter wanted my apartment. Oh. And I said, you do know I'm in Italy. And uh, she says, yeah, I know, but my daughter really needs to get in there. And and so I said, absolutely not. I mean, I, you knew I was coming here, and so... I did end up having to move kind of quickly and uh, and ended up, a friend said, why didn't you come? I have a large townhouse 
and stay with me until you figure things out. And my kids had grown up pretty much, but they did all their schooling here in Northfield. And so um, that's about it. And so I've, I think I've, oh, I know what, what I was going to say is, I realized somewhere along the line when I was back in Northfield that there was one age I hadn't really taught, and that was seniors. And uh, I taught almost every age child in the whatever county this is, Rice County, and also in the St. Paul, I had the whole shebang. And so um, I thought, and then my friend said, you should apply for art teaching at 50 North. And I've been doing it ever since, and I don't even remember when I started. Do you remember? I'm sorry, but I didn't jot that down in my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I think I, it just went so fast. But I think I came here after about a, almost a year after Italy, because oh, I commuted for a while, and so. Well, um, we're lucky to have you here in this community. Thanks. I've heard lots of people say great things about your classes, and I know that that it's a real um, treat for them to be able to take a class from you. And you you offer all kinds of different uh, mediums and mm-hmm. art projects, and um, I think you've even had some art open. Uh, studio times and mm-hmm. just lots of different ways to engage with mm-hmm. the arts um, at 50 North. And so it's very exciting. And tell us how this program developed, um, Echoes and Shadows Poetry and Art Collaboration Event at 50 North. I, th- I thought this was the first year, but I heard that it had been done last, an- year. last year. Was it last year? No, it, uh, several years ago. A few years ago, mm-hmm. Kate did uh, an art class and we did a, and, and, there, and then I don't know, remember if we wrote poems for what we did, but um, that was where the grids showed up, and and so the the art was not framed; it was hung on the grids, and the poems were hung next to it, and that was that was the beginning. But um, over in Zambroda, about twenty thirty years ago. Marie Marvin bought the old Carnegie Library for mm-hmm. $5,000 and turned it into an art place. And she, and she and Beverly Voldseth got this idea. What if we had poets write poems, let artists pick from the po- pick the poem and then illustrate it and then we'd have a big celebration. So that's where it all started. And when Marie sold the, um, the the art place in Zambroda. Red Wing picked it up. And mm-hmm. so Red Wing has been doing this. And Michelle happened to wander over to Red Wing and saw what it was like and came back with, well, let's see what happens here. Yeah, it would be. A, it's a great program. We have great poets and great artists in this town, and so it makes perfect sense. And well, and don't forget great music. Yeah, well, we have lots of things, but that, this particular event uh, requires that. And so it's really exciting. It's a great way to um, have people come together and to collaborate. So what did you love about the show you saw in Red Wing? Um, it, was, it was just very nicely done. It was um, all displayed very nicely, and then the poets had an opportunity to read their poems. Mm-hmm. Um, in, at the top of the St. James, which was lovely, of course. And so it was just a nice event, and I thought, well, let's try and 
Try and imitate that. We're, we're doing it a little bit smaller scale to start with, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll grow. Um, they actually have books printed with poems and the mm. artwork in it um, that they sell. We're not to that point yet. Um, maybe that's in the future. I don't know. But we're going to start kind of small. Right, and that's that's an exciting thing. Let's talk a little bit about how it works, um, because uh, you, it, it kicked off. We missed the opportunity to promote this, but Marie, you had a class that was uh, presented. That was a poetry writing class that happened a little earlier this month. Um, but tell us a little bit a bit about that experience and kind of what uh, the aim was of getting people to you know maybe prompt them to think about poetry and think about submitting something for this program. Well, first of all, it's there are there are Northfield has more poets per capita than any <laughs> other place in the universe, um, and 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 there are a lot of people who who write poems but don't talk about it because, uh, well, well, it, you know that's just not a grown up thing to do, mm. and. So some of these some of these well I don't really write poetry I but I do write people are coming are coming up, are are beginning to pop out a little bit and sometime and the other day a woman who was in my class said met me at the senior center of course and said I've got a friend who didn't come to your class but she writes poetry and she's really good now if I can give you her phone number, then you can call her and talk her into this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there, there was a lot of interest in the class, and then people were learning about different forms of poetry. And well, when, uh, we started the first class when I, that I taught for the Elder Collegium. I really like T.S. Eliot's The Journey of the Magi. Mm-hmm. So I started out with that one, and immediately two people said, how can that be a poem? It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> and I thought, we're going back to the 1930s. That's what. That's when this stuff started, and free verse was became a big thing. Mm-hmm. Joyce Je- James Joyce is writing Ulysses. Hemingway is writing The Great Gatsby. No, no. A Fitzgerald is writing The Great Gatsby. Hemingway is in Paris getting married twice, um, <laughs> and, and so much is going on. And and if you if 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 you stick with if your if your favorite poet is Wordsworth, and you don't ever move on from there, that's a good poet to have as your favorite poet. But poetry itself, like everything else, has evolved and evolved and evolved. And so we have E. E. Cummings writing poems. Um, anyone lived in a pretty how town mm-hmm. with up so floating many ba- many bells down um and we have Walt Whitman writing when lilacs last in the dooryard bloomed, and I thought I'd do that with my class, and then I realized that it's six pages in small print, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that you know <laughs> thought that would be more like an infliction than a poetic. <laughs> Um, afternoon. But, but you were there to encourage people to learn a little bit about poetry and maybe think about submitting something for this right. project. Right, and haiku is the easiest thing to do. Mm. Five syllables, seven syllables, 
five syllables. Um, when my house burned down, I now have a better view of the rising moon. Is one of my favorite haikus. <laughs> and then there, there, and this is in the Polo um, newsletter. The person at St. Cloud State who realized there are 853 towns in Minnesota and is looking for poems with eight syllables in the first line, five syllables in the second line, and three syllables in the last line. So we tried that out one day in class. And the last syllable of a poem about snow and ice was, this is the last three-syllable line, Scotch needs ice. <laughs> There's all kinds of things you can do with poetry. And yeah, there it's, is. It's a lot of fun. And so I'm glad that that was the part of the kickoff. And then so, uh, Michelle, maybe let's talk a little bit about how this works then if somebody is is interested in the program because it's kind of done in, in stages. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that's required to do an art and poetry or poetry and art collaboration is the poems. And uh, tell us a little bit about how that works So um, for the poets. When... When someone um, creates a poem, um, the deadline for submission is December 13th, and they can send it to my email, which is michelle.loken at 50north.org. And Loken is L-O-K-I-N. L-O-K-E-N. Oh, I'm glad you corrected mm -hmm. me. Okay. <laughs> and um, we, we need, um, you need to include the title of the poem. Your first name, your last name, address, phone number, email, and if it was published and where it was published. And um, so if you could send that to me in a Word document, otherwise you can come in personally into my office and submit a paper copy as well. And is there, there restrictions on who can participate? Um, well, I guess we did not set an age limit when we do things at 50 North, we gear thing we gear towards people 50 and over. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to be 50 and over. And do um, you need to be a member of the no, 50 North? You do not have to be a member. You don't have to take the the poetry class that was offered. You don't have to take the upcoming art classes. Um, so it's pretty wide open, mm -hmm. and we want it to be welcoming. So. Um, so that's the first step. Um, the second step is for the artist to um, select a poem. And um, we changed this a little bit. First we were going to do it all in person, but now we're going to open it up to um, being online on our website, on our gallery page. So um, poems will be available to view on our website on December 18th at 8, 8 a.m., um, and then once, once you've chosen your poem, they, they would need to reach out to me and then we would take that poem out of the selection. Right. So it's, each poem is going to have one artist work with that poem. So there's a, a partnering of those two. And once, yes. once it's selected, which is why you want people to know that time, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> then that's not available, um, for the particular, um, partnership for this program. Right. And we, and we don't want people to submit a poem and artwork as a pair because mm -hmm. we want it to be a collaboration. 
Right. And so this, this is a, it's in stages. And yes. so we should mention the um, date for the poetry submission. The deadline is December 13th. Correct. Yes. yes. Honor before. You can do it early, mm-hmm. folks. Sometimes. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, so that's like a really fun process. And this mm-hmm. is going to ha- go on for a while because there are event, events in the uh, winter and spring then that celebrate this collaboration. Um, the um, There's going to be ex- an exhibit at the 50 North of these finished products. Yes. Um, so in March and April, there'll be... Um, hanging side by side on the wall in the in the gallery, and then on April fourth, we'll be reading and a reception for both the artists and the poets, yeah, if, and their if, families and the community. <laughs> yeah, a great celebration and mm-hmm. a great way to partner these these mm-hmm. pieces together, folks. If you're just tuning in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, this is Paula Granquist. We're here today talking about the Echoes and Shadows Poetry and Art Collaboration event at 50 North in Northfield. The website, 50north.org. You can get lots of different details. I'm here in the studio with Program Coordinator Michelle Brandt, writer and performer Marie Gary, and art teacher Kate Douglas. And we're talking about this exciting opportunity for the community. And like you said, anyone can contribute, and the deadline is coming up. It's um, December 13th, and then the artists will select their um, pieces on the 18th. Do artists need to register as well? They do, so that we know it's so that we know somebody is committed to a poem, a certain poem. We would need um, their name and address and their phone number and email, so we can get a hold of them. And so that the tricky part for us is going to be if we have a lot of poems submitted and not as many artists. And vice versa. Matching so, that. Yeah, so we're going to have to figure that out as we go. And I, I think we'll be able to, to figure so it So should out. artists pre-register with you as well? Um, they don't need to pre-register, but, um, but we need some kind of contact information so that we know that they are committing to this project. Right, so if yeah. they have questions, they can certainly reach mm-hmm. out to you. Yes. And let's talk about the art side of this project. Um, Kate, tell us a little bit about what you envision, and I think there is going to be a class that you'll be offering as well coming up for artists that are um, interested in, in this, and that is on December 5th. No, that's a poetry selection. Um, you'll be there, or that's online. Is there a Her class? class is January 4th. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. I knew that was coming up. Yeah, so tell us what um, you're envisioning for artists to be thinking about if they once they, you know, select the poem that speaks to them. What might be the next step? Well, um, I have strong feelings about that because um, I think it's important for um, people to understand how to um, read a poem and how to. Uh, engage in it and how to respond to it or whatever Um, and all of that's important because as an artist that's the same the same um, conditions are are, are, it's the same thing you have to learn how to uh, first of all the art of it so you just don't wind up on a somewhere and say I'm a poet you may be but there's certain things you have to know about yourself and about the world that um, you can respond to. And so the two together is really... And when we did it before, um, 
it wasn't I don't think it was quite as organized, but it it was a good prompt to get people to understand the meaning of the collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so what would your advice be if somebody is, and maybe they want to start practicing by reading a poem and thinking about, well, what would I pair with a piece of art for, for this? Um, it doesn't have to be a literal uh, response. So if the, you know, for example, if the poem mentioned crows, you don't have to necessarily that's, take that. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, as as the, the frame, but you're responding to the poem in you a way. Know, what are the crows saying and uh, why do I, why do I connect with that, mm-hmm. connect with crows. And I think a lot of us do connect with um, lots of things in poems. Um, I like trees. I like the whole idea of trees. And and um, that's I'm even doing some of that in my show that's coming up well, yeah, we tomorrow. Could, maybe we could talk about that right now. Um, this is at the, a part of the, the gallery at the at 50 North. Um, the the new show is opening up um, very soon, so uh, when this airs, it will be open. And uh, tell us a little bit about your work that will be presented there. Well, I had to um, sort of, I really had to ponder that a lot because I've been, I've had many, many art shows and many, many birthdays, and so I wanted <laughs> to make it something that was about me, but also about the way I have picked over the years something organic or uh, biological or even um, any of those, gardening or gardening and stuff like that. But um, tell about what the I'm going to do. Yeah. So I went, I, my daughter lives in Oak Park, Illinois, and she's, we were bored one day, and she said, do you want to go for a park in the woods? And I said, is it far away? And oh, is it, it's kind of hot. And she said, I think you're going to love this. And it's none of the above. So I went to this place, and I was just floored by um, how it worked. At first I thought, why are those trees all laying down on the ground? I mean, there's a lot of woods, but there were a lot of trees that had been cut and left. And it, my first thought was that doesn't seem very honorable towards the the trees, but it is in fact what the trees give back, and they keep giving back. What's that saying? They they keep giving back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what I did was take a gazillion photos, not quite that many, but almost. And sixty, sixty, sixty. Yeah. There's 60. I was, I, my daughter didn't know we were going to be in the woods that long. And she was afraid I was going to fall because I climbed up on some of the dead trees. And I did fall once, but it was all worth it <laughs> because I discovered that the trees were so gorgeous. And then I discovered even more when I, I had my prints printed or the photos printed. And there was color and there was, and I thought, geez, these really are gifts. What they are is nourishing other trees. And so in that place where they die, they let enough light in to, you know, to take care of three or four young trees. Mm-hmm. And they have all the nutrients they need to get started, and it's just right there. 
Well, yeah, that brings up a point that um, in this collaboration, it does uh, people can do photography or painting, any other mediums that... Anything. Any? Sculpting. Okay. Weaving. Yeah. Anything that... that Metal. That strikes them as... You know? So any artistic response that mm-hmm. you want to have that mm-hmm. will reflect uh, just an engagement with that yes. that poem. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to say is that um, when I taught here for 20-some years, um, my name was Lensmeyer. And so if anyone's listening that remembers the art teacher, um, that's they, what my name was. was oh, good. Mrs. Then, Lensmeyer. There are probably a lot of students out there who might, or or people who had kids who who had you as a teacher, and uh, that's a, a what a great great thing to give give to the community. And you're still giving through teaching at the Fifty North, which is is really exciting. And I think there's going to be an open studio for people that are interested in this project as well. Mm-hmm. If if maybe you're in the middle of thinking about what you're February fourteenth. Artistic yeah. response is going to be, and you want to come and get all of you will be there for feedback and op- mm-hmm. opportunities to help people develop their projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just want to say one thing. Kata is still teaching, and yesterday was one of the most interesting um, private lessons I have seen in a long time. She has framed some of her 60 photos of Thatcher Wood, and we had one collage, and this gentleman was walking down and very in, walking down the hallway and very interested in what is this? So Kate handed him the photograph and said, "Can you find can you find the piece of art made from this photograph?" Now the funny part was he was looking at. Um, a collage, a, a paper collage that's really gorgeous. He, he was looking at some portraits. He walked right by what this represented because he didn't get it. And then he backed up and took a look and said, oh, well, that piece matches that piece. Well, this is it. And <laughs> it's it's what she's done to take with the photographs to make these large collages and the photographs will be next to the collage, right? Right. So the people can see, you start with this and then you can create this, which is in many ways like taking a poem Mm -hmm. and saying, oh, I could do that. Mm -hmm. That was just wonderful. How long is the exhibit up? At um, 50 North with your show? your show? With Kate's show? Yeah. Kate, Kate. The other artist is Marty Amundsen. Um, and I think that they've kind of titled their um, their yes. show is Nature Inspirations? Natural Inspirations? Natural Inspiration. Okay. Not S. No S's. <laughs> Just Natural Nat- Inspiration. A lot of Marty's artwork is um, trees and and flowers and and it's gorgeous a lot of watercolor and ink so it fit Um, both of our mm -hmm. more or less and a lot of her trees are a lot of her work includes not only the background but the reflection in water 
And that's a good pairing as well. Then mm-hmm. that's a, and that show is open if someone wants to come and visit that when that, the hours that the um, Fifty North is open, mm-hmm. they can come and just check into the receptionist desk and right. They'll yes. be able to go back down the hall and and yes. and peruse the show. Yes. So um, we aren't quite done hanging everything yet, but um, <laughs> it will be up until December twenty ninth. Yeah, and by the time the show airs, I bet you yeah. will um, be, yeah. have the whole show up. And so yes. people, what a great mm-hmm. place to go in this, uh, you know, the month of December can get a little busy and uh, to have a place to go and just kind of spend 15 minutes, half an hour, just reflecting on those images of those beautiful trees and the water that you mentioned. What a great experience. So I think that's a, a, a great thing for our community and a, a, maybe a place that people don't always think of to go and view art. So I'm really glad that we got to talk about that today. D- this project is um, it sounds so exciting. Echoes and Shadows Poetry and Art Collaboration Event. What are your hopes for this project and what are your imagining the possibilities that will come from doing this collaboration? Do you want to start, Marie? Well, I'm thinking that one that you, for poetry and, and, and for visual art, whether you're sculpting or doing ceramics or painting, uh, collaging, you, you need your imagination to get to work. Mm-hmm. And as and if to put words on paper and write a poem, sometimes you just have to claw your imagination out of there because <laughs> it's interested in how much did you spend on groceries this week. But it is that we tend it's it's so easy to to let imagination kind of float away mm. and imagination is like this little kid inside saying me me i want to come out and it's it's listening you know you don't have to have you don't have to watch a television to that doesn't benefit your imagination. What I want to do to the people who have some of the ads, um, my imagination goes wild. <laughs> but um, it is how does how do these how do words and images begin to slide together, and how can one um, improve the other so that it's a double whammy? Your, your mind, and your emotions suddenly come together, and you think, "That's it." How do you? If people are thinking about submitting poems, or one poem they each get to submit, how would they select the one that that might work best for this type of program? Um, well, first of all, you'd have to read. You, you I, I, well, I'm a poet, and and. When I write, if I'm really in love with the poem to the point where I'm willing to share it, then that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And the, and and um, but one of the things that makes a poem work is the sensory images that go into it, the visual images that go into it. Um, Spring is spring is a child, a seed, hugs and kisses. Um, summer 
is mowing the grass. This uh, autumn is leaves carpeting the lawn. So it's it's what do you see that has words you can wrap around it, and then the words that wrap around it help you to see what it is. So it's sort of like um, wearing a Japanese kimono. There's a there's a there's a lot of yardage there, but what you do with that is what makes it beautiful. I haven't heard that comparison before. That's a lovely thought and a lovely way for people to think about poetry. And I hope that there are lots of in- poets that are inspired and uh, even people who might have not not uh, done poetry before inspired to, you know, take on this project. They can always come find you at Fifty North if you have questions about the poetry for submissions. Well, people have be, uh, usually stop me and say, where do I know you from? And I usually say eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might not know each We know each other from all the things you've done at 50 North. And I, it's, it's a thrill to um, put together this program. We were talking about what hopes we have for it. Um, and uh, let, Michelle, do you want to talk about uh, what your hopes are for pairing, making these pairings and... Um, you know, bringing attention to both art and poetry. I think it's a good opportunity for uh, poets to read their poetry. I think that that is something that poets um, don't always get an opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. And so this will provide that opportunity for them. Um, And of course, the artwork will just be wonderful, I know, because I, I... I've seen what people can do, and it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So I think having the two of them together is going to just be be a really fun event. I, I think so. It'll be fun because the, the, they don't work together on the project. Right. No. And so the poets won't know until the show is hung mm-hmm. uh, what the response has been, mm-hmm. and then the opening reception will be mm-hmm. quite wonderful for everybody to, to reveal. Right. right. And then the reading that happens a, yeah. a little bit later. What are you hoping, uh, Kate, for some of the artists in our community who will be taking on this project? What, what goals might you have for how that will... Um... I've been amazed at how many uh, people at 50 North are interested in so many things. Mm-hmm. And they're genuine about it. Um, it's so different from children. that They have to be at school and it's all directed to, for them. But um, 50 North... I've met some amazing people in art classes who always say, I didn't think I was a very good artist. And I said, well, got you on that one. <laughs> and uh, in fact, most, some of them, have, how many of them have had shows already? Mm-hmm. That's very that exciting. That wouldn't have, um, I mean, they were, they were already on track, and I told them that. They said, you just have to stop. And... Uh, I show slides. What does that mean to you? What do you know? It's kind of like the poetry of, of um, visual art is to read. I wrote a paper once called Reading a Work of Art. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we talk about that stuff and we look at... Um, I'm teaching about women in art now I, to a club that I have. It's The art club. Mike Michelle helps meets, me with that. meets this <laughs> every other Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, there is mm-hmm. so much happening at Fifty North, and I just, I just read that um, there is 
uh, you've reached a record of 2,000 members mm -hmm. at 50 mm -hmm. North, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And that um, people can um, come and check out the, the space. It's I, I guess I wanted to give the address, 1651 Jefferson Parkway in Northfield, or the website, 50north.org. Or if you want, would like to call, it's 507-664-3700 if people want to check in. You never know how people want to reach out. Um, and there's always something happening at the, I mean, the list of events is just mm -hmm. <laughs> almost um, like overwhelming because there's so much to choose from. Mm -hmm. we, we picked out a few to highlight. Um, one was the gallery show. And then um, you mentioned the, uh, Marie, the upcoming Name That Tune, which is happening on November 30th from 1 to 2. Mm -hmm. tell, that, tell us a little about that. It's a, uh, I forget the name of it. There's a pianist who will be playing. David Miller. That's right. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be having you play some games and recognizing some songs and well, some right. trivia. And it's based on the old radio show. Which, and, and it was show. a TV show, TV too. Show. It's still well, on. I mean, it's, it's on cable. Yeah, the reruns. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, based on, <laughs> based on my history, it's the old TV, it's the old radio show. But, and I remember listening to this as a kid, thinking... They only do just, you know, like Snippet. the music measures are about an inch long, <laughs> and I, and I was taking piano lessons. I they only do about three inches, and people know what that is. Mm -hmm. And I realized that this was one of the reasons I would never be a musician. <laughs> I needed more inches. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember I could never guess, uh, but it's a lot of fun. So that's something people can sign up for. Um, people can also. Um, there was another one. The Mitten Tree was a, a program. Mm -hmm. um, and these are just a few examples of the many, many, many things happening. But tell us, um, do you want to tell us sure. a little, Michelle, about the Mitten um, Tree? Last year was the first year I was involved in that, and I was overwhelmed by the response. It was wonderful. So um, uh, the mittens and the socks and the hats go to the local uh, elementary schools here in Northfield for kids that either don't have hats, mittens, and socks, or they come in from recess and they're all wet <laughs> and they need they need something dry. A backup. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And and the uh, social workers and teachers that I reached out to were were so thrilled to to get those items. And and last year they said for some reason there's more of a need. So and and when I asked them again if they wanted us to bring them those items, they they were a resounding yes. <laughs> so, so how does that work then? Somebody in the community would donate that to your, uh, bring it into the Fifty North, mm -hmm. and the, the, then they'll get hung well, on the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We set up a big tree in right before Thanksgiving, actually, thinking that people will go shopping for Black Friday mm -hmm. and get the deals. And um, we we actually have ornaments on the tree that say, um, "Boy." grade three socks. Okay, and like so, wishes, a wish list. Yeah, so that people have something specific that they go shopping for. and But we got more than what we asked for last year. Mm -hmm. It was just wonderful. And then there were a few people that even hand-knit these beautiful oh, how socks. Lovely. Or not socks, hats and mittens. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, they were just gorgeous and... And, you know, made with love, of course. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, and that's just a small sampling of the things that, that are happening. I, I know when I've been there, I've looked at the, uh, you have a bulletin that, that kind of previews some of the upcoming things mm-hmm. and the different schedules for classes and, um, you, you know, me, like you mentioned, music and art and physical fitness and, uh, the, you know, a- anything you can dream of. There's somebody who is available to partner with you, have a, you know, a club or a uh class or I mean, it's just such a rich resource oh. and there's always coffee and popcorn mm-hmm. <laughs> a very important part of yes. of being welcomed at 50 north within the tagline where active adults gather mm-hmm. and that is absolutely true and part of your mission is about having um you know great great experiences and um being involved in all things um even even some collaborations and so um, I, I just really think it's a, it's a great place, and I've really enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about what's happening. But folks should should find out more information about Echoes and Shadows, Poetry and Art Collaboration at 50 North. Those um, Let's give those dates again. Those poems are due um, before December 13th, and the selection for poetry begins December 18th at 8 a.m. on the website, so folks can... Um, for the artist to to select the responses and each poet and artist will be two different people who um, work to to respond and have start a conversation which is always a great thing so i really appreciate you coming in today thank you my guests have been from 50 north program coordinator michelle brant writer and performer marie gary and uh, art teacher kate douglas it's a thrill i really enjoyed our conversation and hope we inspire some people to uh explore their imaginations and thank you oh you're welcome yes, thank you you're absolutely folks i do have a couple of quick things i want to mention that are happening in our community um that you um i really hope that you'll take some time to um take a look at them my my papers got all shuffled. Here they are. Um, one thing is Ecantante is having a um, chamber choir concert, a festival of nine lessons and carols. That is on Sunday, November 26th from 4 to 6 at the Skinner Memorial Chapel at the Carleton College campus in Northfield. The directors are Peter Schlieff, I hope I'm saying that correctly, and Wayne Kivel, who is the city of Northfield's current living treasure. And there's also an additional concert on Sunday the 3rd from 7 to 9 at First English Lutheran Church in Cannon Falls. This Saturday is Small Business Saturday. That's Saturday, November 25th. And so I hope you'll shop local, be a locavore. Then on the Sunday, I hope you'll continue to shop local by visiting Content Bookstore to see local author Mary Blackwell. She has a book signing, and her new book is called Fetching Dreams. That's on Sunday, November 26th, 2023 at 2 p.m. It's a middle grade novel, and it start it starts out just a school assignment until it becomes a life-saving mission. It's about two girls living in a continent apart that become pen pals. Quiet and shy, Naya lives in rural African village and longs for more time in school, but spends most days fetching filthy water for her family to survive. And Abby lives in a modern city and spends her time planning her social calendar. But they do start a pen pal uh, relationship. So that is a very exciting book. She's going to be uh, upcoming on Artsany Radio on December 8th. 
So look for that. And uh, we'll learn more about Mich- Mary Blackwell, who's a Minnesota's children author and just loves promoting literacy and the love of learning. And um, she's been featured on Arts Aining Radio with her last book, Worry Not, and also Claire's Hair, and has been a family favorite of ours with her book, Henry, You're Late Again. You can get more details at Mary Blackwell, B-L-E-C-K-W-E-H-L.com. So I hope you'll join us for that. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. I remind you, don't forget to add some Art Zany to your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Tis the season to experience